0: Welcome to episode 82 of the Untitled Gaming Podcast. My name is Pat. Today we're joined by... Chance.
1: Rick. And Zach. What, are you just taking time off? Are you taking the day off of the hosting and not introducing us? We have to introduce ourselves now? Yeah, I mean, why not? I pointed. That, that counts. That's that's not good enough, man. There are standards that we must adhere to as Whatever. hosts.
0: it's fine, all right? <laughs> If this is your first time tuning in, welcome. We are a gaming podcast that aims to entertain as well as inform. We discuss the week's biggest gaming news, game reviews, impressions, and talk about the gaming industry in general. Of course, we don't only discuss games. We occasionally talk about movies, TV shows. This is actually a special Halloween episode of the Untitled Gaming Podcast. We've actually all dressed up in costumes for this audio media. I, am, of course, I'm dressed as Kylo Ren. I got my helmet, my lightsaber, everything right here. Rick, what about you?
2: I am the Batman
0: uh val kilmer batman actually
2: yeah because i'm blonde yeah pre pre george clooney nipples so nothing too creepy
0: he cannot move his neck though
2: i eh, don't need to microphone's right here
0: all right zach what's with this makeup who are you
2: following in the more batman oriented
1: theme i am the joker
0: yeah but you fucked up the face then
1: <laughs> No, i think that's just his Let him... regular face Let him... <laughs> I understand that's a day from the last time I called you old and you've been holding on to that, but let me tell you about these scars. I mean, it
0: makes sense. You guys are adversaries. Because he's a joker, you're bad. Yeah, yeah
1: you know. I know. Uh, yeah. very there, confused. There's, there's some deep-rooted animosity currently on this side of the table. Is there? I always thought we were good friends. You complete me.
2: Okay, not that. <laughs> kill you! <laughs> what would he do without
0: you?
1: Right. <laughs> so I'm directly quoting that. Chance, what about you?
3: Um... Well, like, once I heard what they were going to do, I decided to dress up as Catwoman. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that explains the tale.
2: I'm just imagining a Catwoman. Yeah,
0: I'm sure that wouldn't be the first time for you, you sick fuck.
2: <laughs> I like the ears.
0: Thank you. Well, anyway, obviously we take Halloween very seriously at the Untitled Gaming Podcast. That's why we've dressed up even in this audio medium. Will there be pictures of this? No. <laughs> Probably, Probably no. you can follow our Instagram anyway. So this week we have a new format to discuss and then we will kind of be going into a general discussion about next gen and whether or not it's worth it. Before any of that though what have you been playing?
2: Rick? Okay my list is it's it's not a bad list. I think last weekend um, I played Super Mario All-Stars not the 3D All-Stars the SNES All-Stars which is just basically a remaster of Super Mario 1, 2, and 3 for the Super Nintendo that I played on my Switch. It's kind of a weird medium, but I beat uh, Mario 1, 2, and 3. I think for the first time I ever beat Super Mario 3. So that was a fun little adventure. This week I kind of went up on a little bit more of a scary route. Uh, I picked up uh, Made of Skier. That's the games of gold this month. Yep. Kind of creepy. First person. You know, I've probably gotten maybe like 20% of the way through. It uh, The atmosphere is great. And it is pretty spooky. Yeah, so far it's been a fun game. Played some more of Assassin's Creed Odyssey, uh, the DLC, finally finished uh, Legacy of the First Blade, uh, which is really great because I'm excited about uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla in a couple of weeks. Took some time off for that. Um, And also kind of going in a more spooky vein, I picked up Silent Hill 2 for the first time in probably about six years. Um, I bought the HD remastered collection for the Xbox 360, which plays perfectly fine on my Xbox One. It's haunting and it's, it's still scary. There's a lot of instances where there's, you know, you're in buildings with a lot of rooms like hospitals, schools, and I kind of like to go floor by floor because a lot of times since, you know, it was released in 2001, a lot of rooms that you try to go into say the lock is broken. You can't go in this door because, you know, that room was never meant to go into. So you kind of get used to that. You kind of walk down the hall. Okay, cool. This door isn't opening. Fine. I can cross it off my map. No worries. And then every once in a while, a door does open, and it's like, oh shit, what am I into now? And then once, yeah, every time I'd get through a floor, I'd go back to my save point and be like, okay, cool. Do I want to switch to a different game that's not as fucking terrifying? (laughs) Um, Maybe some Fall Guys. (laughs) Yeah, let's play a little Fall Guys. um, Maybe something more narrative. But yeah, I am still not very far. Uh, my plan tomorrow morning is to kind of bite into it a little bit more. And also the worst part is, you know, wife's been going to bed pretty early. So I've been up at, at, like late at night and I start hearing these weird noises. And... You know, horrible time to play anything. So oh, bad. yeah. And like I, I play in my living room and you can kind of see the street and every once in a while like a deer will cross by. or You see somebody walking their dog and it'll freak me out. And then, yeah, I was in the hospital I was going down. I killed this nurse in the hallway. Because there's like scary, spooky nurses. He's talking about the game again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, I went to a room and I came back out. The nurse kind of came back, so I was like, "Okay, cool." I beat her down. Then all of a sudden, I hear this, this noise. It's like, a, and I'm like, "Oh fuck!" Something like I don't know if they just added something in this game that I'm never like. Because you know, I think I'm. Are play- you playing with I- headphones? I'm not playing with headphones because I refuse to <laughs> with this game. <laughs> So I I was kind of freaking out. I was like, okay, cool. So I explored the entire hallway again, like all these coves, or alcoves and everything. And I was really freaking out. And I looked over and it's just my fucking dog snoring. (laughs) (sighs) So yeah, it got my goat. So in order to take a break, I decided to play a game on Game Pass that I've had downloaded on my Xbox for a while. Probably ever since I got my Xbox. um, Because you guys talked about how good it was. uh, A game called After Party. Um, Night School Studios. Yep, by Night School Studios. Uh, the makers of Oxenfree. Great game. Yeah. Which I also have downloaded on my Xbox. That You I should play Black. that next. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm all about it. Um, so, yeah, I decided, you know, give it a try because it's leaving Game Pass, uh, I think, in a couple of hours. So, yeah, I beat the crap out of that game. Uh, and then I looked at the achievements and I was like basically 5% away from probably about seven achievements. So, <laughs> I uh, beat it yesterday morning. And I went back last night and this morning and uh, got probably about 300 more achievements on it. It was it's a good game, fun little story, um, good comedic elements, and lots of fun drinks to drink. And yeah, it's a good time.
0: Pretty well it. written. I liked it.
2: Yeah, it was enjoyable. I'm really excited to try Oxenfree because I hear it's um,
0: Oxenfree. I think is better. It is more spooky and more like dramatic.
2: Yeah, it seems tone. less like tongue in cheek mm-hmm. as I got from After Party, which was it was great for what it was. Is it also like a two D like walk around? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's
0: mostly just walk around. Uh, there's occasionally a puzzle.
2: Yeah, yeah. There are puzzles. There, that... There's choice. There's dialogue
0: choices, and
1: yeah, there's like occasional like maybe like super light like platforming kind of puzzle stuff, but it's way more deep rooted in like the narrative driven. Yeah, it's
0: it's so. strictly the narrative, and it works so well. Yeah.
2: Well, after party took about what maybe like three hours. There was yeah. One I'd say point...
0: Oxenfree is just the same amount. All right. There's it's one point where
2: like I had a I don't know if it was a glitch. Um, but I ran into an error where you know, I wasn't able to get to the next area at all, and I wasn't able to go back in the bar that I was just in. Um, so I just had to like reload my save, and it was fine. So, yeah, other than that, really enjoyed playing that. That was fun, and uh, it got me off of Silent Hill 2 for a while, and now I have to go back and play that game again. Speaking of Silent Hill, I'm really excited for the medium coming out in December
0: because that heavily draws from Silent Hill.
2: Oh, yeah, I believe uh, they... Either have the same or similar... It's
0: got two separate composers for each uh, of the worlds, and mm-hmm. the spirit world composer is the same guy who did Silent Hill, mm-hmm. which is very interesting.
2: That guy did all the composition for every Silent Hill game, except, I believe, Downpour.
0: And Downpour was the one that was not great.
2: There's a lot of them that were not great.
0: Hmm.
2: I'm, I'm 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 scared. Zach, since you're scared? Yeah. What have you been playing? So,
1: uh, in keeping with the theme of Halloween stuff, I have... Uh, strictly not played any scary games uh so yes, you have which one phasmophobia i did play phasmophobia yeah you'd sack of
0: shit whoa
1: uh we did play a little bit of phasmophobia it's it's way less scary when you're in the van and i preferred to stay there because we i played five games and in three of the games i died one of which i spent of the game in the van, walked into the house, and died a minute later.
0: So we've been starting to stream stuff. We officially have a Twitch account. Go check it out. We're TugPod. We started by streaming. Phasmophobia was like the first game. Mm -hmm. And then I think Chance has also been streaming. Well, he'll talk about it. Yeah, I guess I'll get to it in a Um, second. But yeah, go, go subscribe to our Twitch or follow or whatever the hell the term is. Uh, But yeah, if you were watching live, you could see Zach spent the entire time in the van and then we had gotten all the objectives except the one that was take a picture of dirty water. So we're trying to antagonize the ghost to come out and attack us just so the water in the kitchen changes to dirty water. And that's when Zach decides, you know what, I'll go in too, (laughs) right as the hunt starts. So as you know, if you've played the game, when the hunt starts, the door shuts and is like locked so you can't leave. You have to hide somewhere in the house. Me and the other person we're playing with online, I think there was Minnie at the time, right? Yeah, yeah. Because if you talk, the ghost will also chase you. We're both like, run, and then we just ran. And Zach, I thought, was behind me. <laughs>
1: no, I was. So it, on this one, i uh, that was because we were in the house. Uh, we ran... And I, I ran into the bedroom. You ran into the bedroom. I followed, and then I ran into the closet. And then you in ran into the, the closet, and the door was closed because you had closed it. And I, I didn't know what the button was to try to open the door, which is just a click and drag. So I panicked. I turned around and I saw like the ghost like flickering, and I was like, ah! And then it killed me. And there were like the hands on the screen and stuff like that. So that scared the crap out of me. And Pat was like, I have played like. Twenty times the games that you have, and we've died the same amount of times. Like I played the one game and died, <laughs> and then we went into uh, the high school. I think the haunted school. Yeah, you died there too. I died there too because uh, the lights started flickering, which I didn't realize was a thing. That the starts haunt. the haunt. Yeah, that starts the haunt, which oh, I didn't yeah. realize that was happening. i I saw that the lights were flickering but i was like oh it's just the ghost fucking with us i did not realize that that was the indication that the haunt started so minnie was like run pat followed and i had uh, ran just around the table for some reason (laughs) (laughs) and then tried to get out of the room and your sprint is not very fast your sprint is not
3: a sprint like it's like a
1: a brisk walk (laughs) if that so i died before i even got out of the room And I was like, okay, like you know what? Those two I can definitely blame myself for. I partially blame Pat for the third time I died because, and it's it is also my fault because I forgot that proximity chat was a thing for this ghost. Uh, So it was every ghost, but like in in this game, that like proximity chat is a thing that can. This time
0: I don't know how you did it, but you somehow died hiding in the locker.
1: Yeah. So. We were in the we were in a house and we were in the basement and the haunt started. I was totally locked in. I was ready to go. The second the haunt started, got in a locker, closed it. But I could see Pat's character as I was closing the the locker door.
0: So for for like, kind of like your information as you're going into the story there can be two people that can hide in the closet like the the locker it's big enough for two people so i thought zach would have like waited the split second for me to get in no (laughs) he didn't because but that's fine because there's another locker right next to it so i'm just talking to him like before like the haunt is officially started i'm like god damn it you didn't even wait for me and then i close my door and then i don't talk because the haunt is like the ghost is hunting
1: yeah so and prior to that like when i had died in the house and pat had hit himself in the closet his response was every man for himself Which is a fair response. I, I, I identify with that. So I closed the locker. And he stopped talking. I had continued talking. I was like, was like you said it was every man for himself. And then I hear the death sound of you dying. And I thought it was Pat because I didn't realize there was another locker. So I didn't think he got into the locker. I thought he'd be still stuck outside. So I thought I got him killed, and then I died. <laughs> and then Matt, who was playing with us, is like, "I saw you die on camps. <laughs> and I was like, "How did I die? It was in the locker." So I thought that was total crap, but I mean, I was talking. That so, was also. Did I hear heavy, like the heartbeat
0: heavy. or whatever? Like when your heartbeat. Yeah, when the ghost oh, is it. near you before it's like actually visible, it's like that you'll hear your yeah. own heartbeat. Yeah.
1: Oh, I thought those were footsteps, like really heavy footsteps. Yeah. There, there's also
0: footsteps, so you
2: could
1: have oh, heard the oh, footsteps.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: anyway, yeah, so that was my experience with Phasmophobia. played five games, died three times. <laughs> I have a stellar record. <laughs> uh, I also played uh, Rocket League, obviously, F1 2019. Don't shake your head. You knew these games were in the rotation. Uh, for the first time in a long time, FIFA has made it back into the rotation. FIFA 21 played some of that. Uh, and then I did roll credits on Crash Bandicoot 4. Uh, game was good. I think it was good for a Crash Bandicoot game. I think it kind of did what it needed to do as far as like people who were like... Into it, but it's completely devoid of a story, which I guess is kind of typical of Crash games anyway. The story is just kind of There's like there. saga, like huge saga, right? I mean, it's, it's just it's kind, it's kind of just like, kind of of like Cortex is there trying to take over the universe, and you stop him by doing platforming levels. And
0: it's kind of what Crash is. I was is, led so. to
2: believe that the story was about um time, yeah.
0: No, that was Tenant,
2: okay. That yeah. was a common Tenet. mistake, right. okay. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Uh, yeah, so roll credits on Crash, it was a good game, I enjoyed it.
0: What and would then, you rate
1: it? Uh, for for a crash game, yeah, I know th- what would you rate I know. it as a game? I know, I know. Like for a crash game, I think it's the best crash of them all. But if you're comparing it just to just games and general, I'd say it's like a seven, seven and a half out of ten. It's not like a, it's not an amazing game uh, as far as like platformer games go. It's one of the harder platform games I've ever played. But I mean, I'm not gonna be like
0: I haven't played many
1: games like. No, I mean, even still,
2: it's <laughs> <laughs> the only platforming
1: so game i you'd say
2: it's the best Crash game that's ever been made. Yeah. So no Crash games above a 7.75.
0: Ah, oh, he got you! Yeah, I mean, I would say, yeah. Not it's... even your Crash Team Racing? No. Capture
1: the rag. Like, I'm not going to sit there and, like, compare it to, like, all games on the spectrum, I'm not going to sit there and say it's worthy of, like, a 9. Or something. I think in the scheme of I like, I don't think
0: anyone was expecting a nine from a crash game.
1: No, I mean, that's uncalled for. You don't need to be that derisive <laughs> about it. Um, but yeah, I, mean, I think it was a good game. It was like seven and a half out of ten, just in the grand scheme of things. I don't think if you're looking for like a story or something like that you're not going to get it. If you're looking for a difficult platforming game, did, uh, did they super... like leave
3: it open for another one? I'm sure they're going to make.
0: Yeah. shit time. this yeah, is yeah, active.
1: Yeah, I I mean, they left it open, but that's just because there's not really a story. They can kind of do whatever the heck they want. Like, in Crash 3, they trap uh, Dr. Entropy, Uka-Uka, and Cortex in the fucking space-time continuum. And Mm. they're just, oh, yeah, now we're just out of it. Like, so... And then the last game we played, me and Chance did play a little bit of Baldur's Gate, which I know yeah. Chance will talk about. So,
3: um, yeah, I would like to get more back into that. Um, we had a little bit of fun, but we played it kind of late, so we didn't play too much of it. Yeah, I mean, like uh, we want to, I want to get back into it, but unfortunately, a lot of games are coming out right yeah, now. I mean, and thought. this is early access and I'll add more to it. So maybe when they do some big update, we can, we can go back to it. Yeah, I've been playing all my normal stuff like League of Legends uh, and WoW. Like Pat mentioned, I've been streaming. I guess just kind of like testing it out, just trying to figure out, you know, the my setup. Person, like how i you know get my streaming ready so it just looks better when i do it and i do it right so yeah we're gonna keep adding on to that
0: uh, yeah reach out to us which games you want to see us you know obviously stream this was kind of the halloween season so i thought phasmophobia it's it's actually halloween tomorrow were you is there anything else you have? i mean i haven't really been i played 20 minutes
3: of a uh, watch the ogs legion uh yeah I mean, I'm gonna so pretty much that. just the tutorial but uh, i guess we'll get into that here in a second
0: yeah so i mean obviously i played phasmophobia we've kind of already talked about that it's a fun game check it out i see it more as, as like a puzzle solving game versus a, an actual horror game uh, i know zach is not of that opinion but
1: that that's just because like i, I could find anything even remotely scary to be full on horror so don't yeah. take my opinion into account as far as a horror game is concerned yeah
0: and then obviously watchdogs uh legion came out today so i've actually put some time into it I'm about two to three hours in. If you are a fan of the Watchdog series, you will enjoy this game, I think. It is very much the same, you know, go to the mission area. You can either, if you want to go guns blazing, you can. You just have to have the right characters that have those abilities. But what I like to do is I like to go in with my spider bot. I like to hijack cameras and then kind of complete the mission without ever stepping foot into the area. I did that with Watchdogs too, uh, and it I really liked how that worked. So I'm going to continue doing that with Watchdogs Legion. Uh, the cool thing is, obviously, if you've known anything about the promotion promotional stuff that's going on, you can pretty much recruit any NPC. Uh, I haven't seen one that's not recruitable yet. And the way it works is, you have your Profiler, which has been a common item in like all the Watchdogs, where you scan people and it gives you like a brief history. In this one, everybody is procedurally generated. They have a backstory, they have a profession, but they also have abilities, um, things they're good at, like strengths, weaknesses. Some say that they'll, you know, they're a gambling addict, so occasionally they'll just lose a bunch of money, uh, which is like a flaw. Uh, some people are, you know, uh, they have a loyalty card at a certain store, so they can get a discount at that store. So it's like a, a lot of like cool little right. perks and stuff that you find. So kind of like however you want to make your team. Um, So do you like randomly come upon like higher level
3: characters or do you have to like get them in certain situations?
0: So the way it works right now is I have not seen a high level character just on the ground or like, you know, just profiling random people when you it's, it's a Ubisoft game. So they have the different districts or the boroughs of London and you do certain tasks to take down CTOS in that borough. Once you do that, that borough becomes defiant against Albion, who is the, the private militarized police force in London. Uh, once you do that, that's when the elite or the higher uh, people start becoming more common. And then you get one as soon as you do a defiant thing. So I was like the first borough I liberated or I made defiant. I got this lady who hacks stuff from further away, is faster at doing it and has an ability where she can cloak herself. So not like a super like you know it's not like a spy or anything but I'm I'm, as the more I do that I'm sure the more higher level people will start popping up, but it's it's super fun and so far I'm playing on Xbox One X I did run into some bugs where it has been a little glitchy where I've seen frame rate drops I've seen uh, I got a new motorcycle and I'm just driving and it kind of hiccups where it'll freeze for a second and then like the lo- the loading of the world will catch up and then it'll unfreeze. And then it'll like put me back where I w- was supposed to be uh, kind of annoying. It's happened to me like twice so far in my three hours. Uh, I'm not sure if, if like the game was just, I was also uh, moving stuff to my external hard drive when that was happening. So maybe that was the cause of it, but I'm hoping next gen fixes all these little hiccups. Cause I want it to be like, a stable 30, they've already announced that next gen will not be 60 FPS like uh, Valhalla is reported to be. So that's a little disappointing, but they are adding ray tracing. They're just going to make it look prettier at 30 FPS. I just hope it's a stable 30 instead of dropping down to like the mid 20s like I've seen with Legion right now on, on the 1X. But yeah, I'm definitely going to play more of it. It's, it's a fun game and I will let you guys know when I play some more. That's pretty much all I've been playing. Some housekeeping. We are changing up the format of the podcast. So previously, what we've done is we've had the three major topics where we discuss each, and then we break it up into the the segments of community questions and not so news and subpar subtitles. What we've decided to change it to gear it more towards the discussion side of it is we have changed it to not slow news 2.0. So this is where each of us will bring a news story or like a recent thing that has occurred in the gaming industry to the group, and then we will discuss it within a five-minute limit. So it doesn't have to be five minutes. It's up to five minutes. So it's not exactly fast, but it's not slow either. Not Slow News 2.0. Not everybody is going to have a news story every week, so it's not like this is going to be something that we have four different things we talk about every week, but uh, in this case... Both Zach and Chance felt strongly about a certain thing, so they are sharing a topic. But I will keep the time. Yeah, we'll just briefly talk about it and kind of go into more discussion side of it instead of just spitting the news back to you. So do you guys want to want to start there, Zach and Chance? All right, Zach, start us off.
3: It's probably the biggest news that's come out in the last
1: week or so, and it happened very recently. So what Chance and I are sharing as far as our news is the um, – announcement uh, that cyberpunk is being delayed again i want to preface everything i'm going to say with the fact that i understand that the the delay is a decision that they made and if that means we're going to get a better game out of it then yeah by all means do it i think we've been pretty consistent about that as a thing obviously we want the best game possible so if that means it gets delayed that's fine and also this is going to come up in the discussion so we should just address it right away the death threats that are being sent to the developers are completely unacceptable that's just not something that's okay in any stretch of the imagination. Uh, but I think what's most upsetting, what I was particularly peeved with is just kind of like, just like the fact that it it was delayed in kind of the way that it was, where that like you had their promise that was like, we're not delaying it anymore. And I guess it's just kind of unfortunate time that there is that one tweet that went out that person's like specifically asked, hey, I'm putting in time for work. Uh, to get work off or whatever. Is this game going to be delayed? And they were like, full guarantee, no, this is game is not getting delayed. And then not even 24 hours later, it was. That's just unfortunate okay. timing. All I right, get it. Yeah.
0: So that was the social team member. Like the person yeah. who runs the social account for Cyberpunk yeah. responding to that. Yeah. As we've learned, it was the higher-ups decision, and the employees didn't even know about it until no. the day it happened. No, I understand that.
1: But like my, my response to that is, and I understand that that might just be kind of how it works at CD Projekt Red. But your social media team, who is the people directly responsible for conversing with the fans, should be, if anyone, outside of the direct higher-ups, obviously, because they make all the big decisions, so obviously they're not going to know instantaneously. But your social media team
0: should be the first people who know. Like, but that's what I'm saying. I think they made that decision that morning. I know, but just it's just and then the, they announced the optics it. are so bad. Like, it looks so bad. Yeah, it's unfortunate the timing of that, but, like, the social media person didn't know. That yeah, and the and, game's gone gold. They've announced it went gold. Which, yeah, I know. Which used to mean no more delays, but right. in I the mean, world of, like, day zero, yeah, day it's, one patch. Yeah, it's
1: rare, and and it was interesting looking at... I was actually reading a Q&A between uh, the creator, the devs, and the CEO of CD Projekt Red and their... Um, and their investors, the way they were answering the questions, they were like, we didn't need to delay this game, but we chose to, to give it extra polish. And I was just like, I'm torn by that, because it's like the, the person in me, the gamer in me, that wants the best game possible is like, I, well, totally, I, I totally accept that. But then the other part of me is just like, God damn it, why?
0: <laughs> well, if you read their tweet, like obviously you know CD Projekt writer kind of like perfectionist when it comes to this. They want to release a quality product. Right. They want that high Metascore rating and everything. Again, that will last. Yeah. Yeah. A so, whole so, uh, generation and yeah. still
3: be considered the best. Like, they,
0: they said uh, they've been developing this for a while now and halfway through the development cycle – the new consoles and everything started, like, the, the wheel started turning for that. So at some point, like, a good percentage of people who are going to be playing Cyberpunk are going to be playing it on next general So they need to develop it for nine different versions of it. You need it to run on the current-gen consoles, next general PC, Stadia, and then also, like, the in-between generation of consoles, mm-hmm. so like the X and the Pro. It has to run well on all of that. And right. they said, like, right now it's completely finished. It's been content complete for a while now. Yeah, it's, it's just bugs fixing and everything and it runs okay on uh, it like runs well on PC and next gen current gen like the Xbox one normal and the PS4 normal is where it's having issues. And they're like, there's a good chunk of people that have those consoles, right? Two people here have those consoles. Uh-huh. So they want it to be a quality product for everybody, not just the people who have the, the higher end consoles, uh-huh. which I think is admirable. Instead yeah. of just releasing a shitty product oh, and then no, be like, oh, yeah, the patch is coming on this date. Like- no,
1: yeah, I know. And, and that's where I'm torn because, like, I, I was talking with uh, my friend at work uh, who he and I were, like, avid gamers and stuff like that. And he – I think he put it best. He's like, we can still understand – why the delay was made and accept it and be angry about it. Like those things are not mutually exclusive. Yeah.
0: Right? I mean, I don't think angry is the right way yeah, I was disappointed just, about it. Yeah.
1: It was disappointing. And I, I think like just kind of, I think the social media team, given the situation did a great job of taking it in stride because they were getting lambasted all day. I was doing it. I will totally concede that. And I don't feel bad about it either. I'm um, not to say that the social media team deserves it, but I think the devs do to some extent because For me as well, we've talked about it before, and this is kind of more on, like, the employer side of thing. I feel bad for the developers because they do obviously want the best game possible, and they want to release it on time. It's obviously never any developer's intention to not release the game on time. But I feel bad for them from a work standpoint because now, with it going to December, they're basically going to be in crunch for, like, eight months. Because they kept trying to meet deadlines, so they were crunching for those deadlines, and then the deadlines got pushed back. So then they continued to crunch to reach those things. So I feel bad for them from that standpoint. I understand that's completely part of the industry and they should be prepared for that as people who work in that industry. It still doesn't make it suck any less. I yeah. do feel bad for them from that standpoint because I know it's a lot of wor- extra work that they're putting in and it's hard work that they're putting in. I know they're going to be compensated well for it, but that doesn't mean like the physical and mental toll it can take on them won't be yeah. significant.
0: And I know the CEO has been in some hot water because he had the, the statements where like the crunch isn't that bad and the, the employees were <laughs> full on, fully on board with the three weeks or stuff. And then there was an internal email where he apologized for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is just a poor choice of words in a, in a statement. I don't think CD Projekt Red or the CEO or anybody has – bad intentions yeah um, i think he's just trying to kind of sit there and trying to like tame the waters and like trying to yeah they want to put out a quality product but they also want to meet this deadline of having like the holiday release mm-hmm. to get those sales because we all know like how that important imp- that is that is yeah. how important that is for sales plus you have investors and you know nobody wants to work that much but you know it's just the reality of the gaming industry and anytime you have a deadline like that coming up that's gonna happen especially with games where you're like the second you release the game is not the end of that development cycle. You still have patches. You still have bug fixing and, like, updates and stuff coming out, DLC. Uh, Chance, what are your thoughts on this? I have the same similar feelings as Zach does
3: about this topic. Obviously, the death threat's ridiculous. Something similar happened with Daniel. Why Green, did you post them then? I didn't. Okay, I want to <laughs> say that I...
1: The day of, I tweeted all those cyberpunk-related tweets. None of them were close to death threats, and I don't feel bad about tweeting what I tweet. I think it was just kind of like – I was frustrated,
0: but I don't think I said anything necessarily yeah, if you, if malicious. You guys follow the TugPod Twitter account. Zach was tweeting out some uh, – They weren't even fueled. malicious.
1: They
3: were not – They were filled with my God.
1: I actually don't think I cursed in any of that. I was proud of myself for that. I think I very well – He doesn't lie. think. So It was
0: hate-fueled. It and wasn't – it was not hate. Hate is an incredibly – And I kind of got on his back for that because I'm like, yeah, you aren't directly tweeting out death threats, but you understand the mob mentality and escalation.
1: Yeah, but I don't think I escalated so, like, it that far. Why to add the point to where that?
0: You're yeah, jumping sure. One it. tweet maybe, but you've Still, tweeted like multiple times. You're feeding the fire,
2: Zach. Yeah. It?
0: I'm stoking Tug, it a little Tug bit. Pod
2: cares. Tug
0: cares. does care.
2: And we care about the developers. We
1: also care about the game just getting out. It will get it so out. Long. You just
2: have to have some fucking patience, dude. Just, just breathe, relax. There's plenty of other games out. There's Watch Dogs Legion. You, I, I I, you should buy that. I have it. You should play it then eventually. I will today. I I think sure?
0: Yeah. I think right. you need to officially issue an apology to the, the CD Projekt right? Yeah. Do you want me to do that right now? I, I think it's only fair. And I oh think it's God. it's a it's a it's a it's
2: a stand up move.
1: Nobody. Leaves. Oh, you me know, to just say it on the pod. Okay, That's right. CD Projekt Red. I don't know why I put the at in there. <laughs> I am sorry for You're talking in tweets. I'm talking in tweets. <laughs> uh, senior... Hashtag my bad. CD Projekt Red and Cyberpunk developers. I'm sorry that I got mad at you. I'm sorry that I got <laughs> caught being mad. At Douchebag. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's what most apol. That's where they go to with most apologies. I still don't necessarily feel bad about sending those tweets, but I I do apologize for sending those tweets because I guess yeah, stoking the fire is not obviously a good thing, especially when it can lead to death threats and stuff like that, which are obviously unacceptable. But I mean, when I saw it, when I saw it, it was disappointing because I sent it in our Slack group, and I was just like, I'm not surprised that it got to that. State. I
3: mean, I'm sure there are like people working on the game that were like actually pissed off themselves that it got.
1: Oh, I'm sure.
0: Yeah, like, goddamn, I wanted this game to get out.
3: Really, I mean, but they, like, they, they not understand the, the position
0: they're in about. I'm also out. sure there's some people on the management or the development side Are like, thank God we have this extra time. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, well, yeah, I know, but that's side why side like course. you know saying the whole death threats. I mean, you're you're I mean, saying them the people over over who like right. 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 well, first of all, yeah,
3: it's ridiculous to do that. It's just a video game. Calm down. But it's also like there are people working that there are thinking the same way you are. they were I mean? like angry yeah. that the game like you know, like they know they're close and they wanted to be perfect, but you know, they didn't find out till last minute like everyone else. So mm-hmm.
0: that is the timer. We can just keep going. I think oh, it's a topic uh, we're discussing. Moving on. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. So for my story, I kinda wanna talk about some stuff that's been going on with PlayStation. We did learn a lot of stuff recently, and I want to talk about two launch games. Two specific launch games. One being Bug Snacks. Bug Snacks, which we recently found out is a PlayStation Plus title, and it's going to be PlayStation Plus for PS5 for two months. So if you own, if you get a PlayStation 5 and you have PlayStation Plus, you will be able to add that to your like digital collection, um, which is kind of big because it's like one of the the games that has been getting the most like memeing out of the uh, the PlayStation showcases that they've had. Uh, it looks very interesting, but it's a game that I was like. I might wait for reviews to play, but now if it's now that it's PlayStation Plus, I'm totally gonna hop into it day one, and get you know get that awesome soundtrack that's been still stuck in my head since. I'm talking June. about bug snacks, yeah, exactly. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, but yeah, so like that's that's a great move by Sony, and I think that's adding to more goodwill and since they've been so secretive and like you know Xbox is kind of beating them to the punch on a lot of stuff. This definitely adds to the, like. The hype behind the PlayStation launch, I think. Another game I want to talk about is uh, PlayStation All Stars, Destruction no, All Stars, Destruction All Stars, whatever the fuck the game. I don't even know the name of the game because we've only had one trailer, and they expected people to pay seventy dollars for it. Um, this they was supposed was to be this was supposed to be a launch title, and then recently in a blog post we found out that it's been delayed to February, and that it will be another PlayStation Plus free game. Because it's a multiplayer game and I'm assuming play, like pre-orders for that game were atrocious. Yeah. You cannot expect people to pre-order a $70 game without ha- knowing anything about the yeah, game. For a new IP too, it's not like – it's not like, oh, hey, this is an IP that's existed for a while and this is like the next yeah. installment. This is brand new. Brand new dependent on the community because th- this is a, a game that needs a lot of people to be – Playing for it to be fun like rocket league or whatever and i think putting it on playstation plus gives you that community automatically Mm -hmm. so yeah you're not going to get the 70 for it but you can always add microtransactions for like cosmetic stuff and it actually makes me a lot more excited to try this game because it's going to be for free Right.
1: i mean even speaking of just like the rocket league thing where it's a game that's been established for a while it going to game pass or whatever it was like doubled
0: the the players online guys yeah that's that yeah. huge status because people are playing it. You have right. that word of mouth because you have such a large base mm-hmm. playing it. Right. So I think this is a great move for Sony for both of these titles. Um, you have Snacks and uh, Destruction All-Stars, two games that one I was very interested in but was still hesitant about. And then one I just had no idea what the fuck that was. Now both of those games I'm going to try. And I think that's definitely the thinking Sony needs going forward. Thoughts?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean Especially when it's like, a, again, the $70 price tag, we understand that's going to be the price of next-gen games, especially once we get into it, I think. Um, but for that game where we know nothing about it, like we said, it just seemed kind of ridiculous. Uh, but then they can make more money
2: off of microtransactions and kind of get the whales that way. I think what a generic name. Especially, <laughs> uh, like, yeah, putting those two games next to each other, it's like...
1: Destruction All-Stars. What is it
0: called? Bug Snacks. Yeah. D- Destruction All-Stars. It's like what the car about? combat. We don't even we fucking don't know. That. We know it's car combat. We know you can get out of the car, and it's multiplayer. That's all we know so far. And it was supposed to be a launch title for $70, but I'm glad it's been pushed back. Um, they, they, It was – I know GameStop did like some bundles because they didn't just have normal PlayStation. Well, they had normal PlayStation, but they also had some bundles you could pre-order just because they are – you know, really hurting. <laughs> so uh, one of the bundles included Destruction All-Stars. So Sony has said if you have pre-ordered this game, the three of you that have are going to get refunded. And then I'm, I'm guessing most of the pre-orders are from these bundles that GameStop did because people you know, obviously ran out of stock and the bundles were the only option. Uh, I, I'm not sure what GameStop is going to do. Uh, if you have one of these bundles, I would check with your GameStop to figure that out. I'm assuming they won't just refund you they'll just put some other game in there instead. So this might actually work out in your favor if you were, you know, if they add Call of Duty in there or something mm-hmm. but if they end up adding some random Madden fun. or yeah, something think- then yeah you're kind of fucked. <laughs> so yeah. But yeah, I just thought it was a, a nice little positive story for both those games that you might not have been really paying attention to. I think a lot more people will now. And then yeah, we'll end that 13 seconds early. All right, Rick, you ready? What's your topic?
2: All right, my topic is um, I kind of did my own personal community question with a bunch of my friends uh, just basically the past month, you know, whenever I've seen a friend. Yeah, I know social distancing, it hasn't been too easy, so I had to use social media for a bit of this. Uh, I just asked them what, like, the scariest moment in their video game careers were. Um, so I got a, a few good answers, some that were actually things I'd never even thought of, like my friend Emily uh, she stated that seeing the humans and Super Mario Odyssey was fucking terrifying. Hmm.
0: Super tall.
2: <laughs> yeah. And then right next to Mario, who looks like Mario. You always thought it was normal height. Yeah. So now you oh. question,
1: like, Mario's, like, existence and kind of like, what is he? He's not just a regular
2: human. <laughs> so, yeah. My friend Emily found that fucking terrifying. Um, my friend Rory. Um, shout out to Rory. He uh grew up yeah, you know, he's a little bit older than me, even though I'm ancient. Uh, Mist and Ribbon on old school PC. I don't have you guys ever played the Mist game or ribbon, but it's, I've heard
0: of Mist, but never played it.
2: They're very pretty difficult puzzle games where you don't really have like a guide. Um very very creepy ambient noises. It's not like that's I think they're meant to be scary. but Just the atmosphere and the ambiance, and just like how technology was back then, you know, kind of made you feel a little uneasy. They're like first-person puzzle games, so I can feel that. Um, My best man Dan, um, his scariest video game moment was waking up after a night of drinking, and he uploaded his game of uh, Oblivion, Um, yeah, Elder Scrolls Four, and he was in a field with no clothes, no items. And had no idea how he got there.
0: He got drunk and played. <laughs> he
2: got drunk and played and lost everything. <laughs> um, you know, my friend, uh, Jaren, um, kind of a weird name, but, yeah, know, Jaren. <laughs> <laughs> Putting him on blast. On the podcast. <laughs> um, his, uh, the scariest thing that's happened, that happened to him was in, uh, Final Fantasy VII, uh, the original Final Fantasy VII. He spent a lot of time, um, like leveling up the healer of the group, Ares, and at basically a third of the way through the game, uh, she gets perma killed. Like in the story. Oh no! Oh wait, what? This is a final spoiler. Alert. Final Fantasy Seven. Yeah, it's been out since nineteen ninety. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's
3: not a spoiler. Like, sorry, everyone know. knows that. Okay, cool.
2: I, mean, I didn't know that, so thanks <laughs> for ruining it for me. But like, and then I had a couple friends that were kind of, they're kind of. Up their own ass. One guy was like, oh, yeah, like, Josh. Was, <laughs> putting Josh on blast. Fucking, I'll put Josh on blast. Fuck Josh. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Hashtag fuck Josh. Um, so Josh was like, yeah, well, I was about to get a 100 kill streak in oh, battlef- Battlefield. And then, like, I thought it wasn't going to get it. And then I got it. And it's like, fuck you, Josh. Yeah, fuck you, Josh. Yeah. Piece of shit. <laughs> my buddy Jason um, apparently was playing uh, Counter-Strike. And a couple of his teammates either died really fast or, like, just left the game, and it was him by himself. And somehow he was like, yeah, it was really scary, but I came back, and I and I won. And I'm like, all right, cool, Take your own horn. <laughs> That's fine. I'm actually looking for genuinely scary stuff. Um, so I had a couple friends, uh friend, Brandon, Billy. They both said Half-Life, um, just, you know, the atmosphere, the head crabs, you know. Everything about Half Life because it does, it, it's a fun action game, but there are some scary moments here and there, uh, especially in Half Life 2. Uh, my friend David had another one of, uh, you know, because he's kind of older like me, and back when you needed memory cards. Yeah. And for the original- we lived through that, even I had memory we cards. We were barely around for that. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, when he apparently, when he originally got his PlayStation, he didn't have a memory card. So he had to, like, leave his system on sometimes when he had to go to school. Nothing's more stressful. <laughs> you never want that to happen. And, you know, his mom would still be at home. So if she saw that he left it on, she would turn it off. So
1: <laughs> so that's actually funny because, like, me and my brother would do this. Because we'd have memory cards that were, like, full or something. And we didn't realize they were full at the time. So we couldn't, like, stop the game to, like, f- switch the memory cards or whatever. And we knew our parents would do the same thing. So we put, like like, a sticky note or something over the light. So it wouldn't look on. So our parents wouldn't touch it.
2: Yeah, I just usually put like a sock over it and kind of like hide it in the corner.
3: No. Yeah,
2: and then mom would come in and do laundry. You know, the original PlayStation had a giant power button. So boop. <laughs> um, all right. Then I've, you know, some people had more logical ones like the Iron Maiden and our uh, Resident Evil 4, which is terrifying. Uh, the first uh, liquor in uh, Resident Evil 2 was also terrifying in Sydney. Uh, said playing Half-Life 4 during the collapse of the U.S. economy was particularly terrifying.
1: Did that have to do with the fact that our economy was collapsing yeah. or just the game? Co- co- during like,
2: COVID <laughs> and everything <laughs> falling apart. Alright, fair enough. All right. Do That's we want
0: cool. to go through ours?
2: Why not? Have it be All transitional. Right.
0: So, kind of similarly on on the lines of those memory card stuff, uh, I would say one of mine would, would probably be loading up the first Mass Effect uh, after like being like 80 percent through the game and then it said your save has been corrupted and then i have to restart all the way over which you know it's mass effect so obviously you can make different choices or whatever but i just wanted to get that ending with the character i had going so i wanted like a, a a renegade character so i was i made all the same choices again and had to replay like a week so it wasn't like a terrible big deal but just like the 20 minutes of like, God fucking damn. And you're trying everything to recover your save, but it's, it was on PC, but it was like, you know, I went back in, I tried to restore the old version or whatever. And then like, it still didn't work and it just ended up deleting programs, but I still didn't have the save file. So, <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's probably one of the most scariest moments.
2: All right. Mine, as far as more technical nightmares, my first Xbox 360 got red, red ring of death and I, got my second 360 right in the time frame and i still had the same email from my college so i was able to sign on to my account with that email on my xbox and i was like okay cool perfect so i carried on my same account my new xbox and then eventually that xbox stopped reading discs which you know it happens you know second time about 360 that's why i was so apprehensive about getting an xbox one for the longest time because i just felt spurned by by mm-hmm. xbox but it it didn't read but i still had a lot of games downloaded onto it so i was like okay hell yeah i'm gonna play it so i went to sign in enter in my gamer tag enter my password and they're like well it's been a while since you signed on so uh, we're gonna send you a confirmation email no oh that's and okay. it went to my university email which has been discontinued for a while so uh yeah you couldn't I, call me like, hey that email's been discontinued can you send it to another one You have like, forty-five thousand achievement points <laughs> A bunch of games. I should have noticed, because one time when I bought Xbox Live uh, Gold for a year, they are like, buy Xbox Live Gold and you get a free copy of Reach. And I'm like, oh, fuck yeah, I haven't haven't played Halo Reach. So I signed up and I got it, and I never got that email. Because they sent it to my university University email. email, Yeah, I am so sorry, buddy. (laughs) That's brutal. (laughs) It's okay. Now Uh, now I'm Tug Pod Rick, and I'm never looking back.
0: Like sharks, we're always going forward.
2: Yep. That's why my... My symbol on Xbox is shark.
0: Zach, what about you? Let me guess. Rocket League. The car was coming right at you. Okay, so that's happened before. (laughs) No way. You got in a car crash in Rocket
1: League? (laughs) No, that's happened before. You're just kind of like, what the fuck just happened? Uh (laughs) I've discussed my uh, Bioshock scare with the crazy cat lady and the golden revolver, so we don't need to go back into that. First playing Slenderman for the first time.
0: (laughs) Slenderman? Yeah. It's not a
2: last name, Slenderman. I also like how to pronounce it Slenderman. Slenderman. Uh, I'm Miles Slenderman. Nice to meet you. I I
0: work in finance.
1: Yeah, so playing that, like, the whole, like, kind of just, like, atmosphere of that was scary. Uh, But I think my biggest jump scare ever was playing Prey. And the very first time that one of the mimics, like, jumped out uh, in the office, because I I know Pat had been playing it, and then um, he was like, Zach, you got to play this. And I'm like, all right, yeah, I'll check it out. And he was like, yeah, so there are these mimics that, like, can just be anything. And we've discussed it before. And I was just like looking at like every little thing in this office every coffee cup, every pen, everything. I missed one and I like turned and then turned the camera back. And it, had, it was just there and it jumped at me. And I threw my controller <laughs> against the wall. I freaked out. I almost fell out of my chair. Uh, so that was probably the scariest, like just jump scare moment for me.
3: Oh, yeah. Okay. I thought of one.
2: All right, go.
3: Um, it's actually Call of Duty. Scared me.
2: Oh, so I'm John Silver over here. No, zombies.
3: No, not even zombies. It was like regular multiplayer. And I think I might have my like my volume up a little high and I was just running gun and playing. And um I think I just turned a corner and guy with a shotgun in my face, like one shot me, just like bam, and I just like I was like I just wasn't expecting it, I guess. Like I was just like focused. Yeah and I was like maybe on a kill streak or something. And I just like I looked one way, I was fine, and then like I turn around, he's like in my face kills me instantly and i was like holy shit i just like, <laughs> like oh my god like what the hell how do you even get there i was just like i was just surprised how he got there and it was like loud because it was like a like a spaz shotgun or like, yeah, a, so like, like a-, a really like you know one shot shotgun and it just like that and that just scared the shit out of me i don't know i was just like it just made me jump i was like holy shit like
0: <laughs> small story along those same lines i was playing halo with my cousins And it was just, like, local, not, like, online or anything. So it's just, like, the four of us. Like, it's me and my brother against my cousins, which is an unfair pairing to begin with because they were, like, terrible at the game at the time. Uh, This was, like, Halo 3, I believe. And we're playing on a map that has invis on it. I don't remember specifically which map. And I knew exactly where the invis was, and we, like, turned it up so it spawns, like, so, like, much fre- much more frequently I keep grabbing it and I keep killing uh, Parth with Invis and <laughs> you know how when you die in Halo you kind of like have the, the three second timer to respawn and you're seeing like, your the body or whatever so I've killed him so many times and he finally kills me but he doesn't trust that he's killed me, so I just see him like on my like my dead body's right there. I see him on my screen. He's
2: just shooting everywhere. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I know you I'm like
0: the psychological torment I have put you through is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that was Not Slow News 2.0. We did run a little long with some of that, but that's kind of the format we're gonna go with Not Slow News from now on, where we each bring a story. There's a five minute limit, so we're just kind of. We're not hung up on the news too much because we want to do a topic of the show. So Mm -hmm. a discussion question where we all like participate and talk about it. Something to do with the gaming industry that um, is like an overarching topic, not particularly news related, but it might be sometimes. So the topic of the show this time is, do you need a next gen console at launch? And then if you get one, is it worth it? So why don't we start with obviously the first question of that? Um, so what is the main reason to get a console at launch? What do you guys feel is the main reason to get a console at launch? Yeah. Well, what's the reason you get a console to flex on people?
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's part of it. would be like,
3: hey, you been playing this new game? Like, oh, I better look at this is mine. Xbox <laughs> right, Series X,
0: bitch. Uh, so that, uh, that's chances. So,
3: <laughs> so so pompous priggishness is one way to
1: go about it. I think it's just more about just kind of having like the latest thing um as opposed to like as far as like phones are concerned where phones come out every year and stuff like that where this is always this is like it happens so infrequently i guess compared to stuff like that so i just i guess like having the the best running thing
0: okay so they've both let me down rick what is the reason to get a console
2: honestly it's it's the for me get a console I, 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 it'd be the speed It'd be the the features, the, the games, stores. you motherfuckers. It's okay, the games. Okay, yeah. Are you saying in general? No you know. Are you saying
1: in general or for this year? Because this year it's not the case anymore. No, it's I know. Not. But like that's why. Are we're you saying in it, general? That's why we're bringing oh, this okay. What is the reason I, to get? A console? I'm already beyond that though with this generation. But yeah, okay, yes. To answer your question, what, yeah. what is the main reason? The main to get reason get a console in console any launch. console generation is for the newest games. Exactly. But like that's not the case this year. So like, we completely overlooked. That's, that's it.
0: why we're talking about it. No, I know. But we're we're primed for that. God damn. You fucking idiots. So I kind of just want to talk about the games you can only play on next gen. So correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I've only found two. With all the delays and everything that's happened on the PS5, it's the Demon Souls remake. And on the Xbox Series X, it's the medium, which is not even at launch. That's like a little bit afterwards. So those are the only games that you need to play on a next gen console that are not going to be available on a current gen console. Obviously... You have new games like Spider-Man, Sackboy's Big Adventure. You have the upgraded versions like Valhalla and all that. So those stuff. are all like
1: transitional, right? Exactly.
0: All those games, you can if you have a PS4 or an Xbox One, you will still be able to play those. So you're talking
1: specifically next-gen yeah. only titles at launch,
0: it, which is just Demon just Souls and the Medium, and the Medium is not even at launch. Um, so. Not much of a reason there. Like last gen, we had, you know, Rise, you had Dead Rising 3, you had uh, uh, on the PS PlayStation side, you had uh, Killzone Shadowfall, you had like Rezogun. There were titles that are like, these are only available, like mm-hmm. multiple titles that are like, these are only available in the new gen. Right. Uh, this year, that's not the case. It's m- mostly everything with backwards compatibility and everything. It's like you're going to be able to play your games better. And here's a couple of titles. I think it's not going to be until 2021, 2022 is when you start seeing games that are next-gen only. So, in my opinion, you don't need to have a next-gen console at launch. I think you should get one eventually for the next-gen only games. Obviously, we know uh, Rocksteady has announced their Suicide Squad game is going to be next-gen only. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's the only one I know of so far. Um, Maybe Starfield? But I'm not 100% sure about Mm -hmm. that either.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's definitely it's definitely a weird kind of scenario we found ourselves in, uh, obviously, like kind of with COVID and everything and everything getting delayed. Um, but also there's been this, uh, this kind of emphasis on backwards compa- compatibility, excuse me, and this like transitional thing where you don't want to leave gamers behind on the generations and stuff like that. Uh, so it's almost kind of like this weird kind of catch 22 that xbox specifically has kind of found itself with this this emphasis on like everything being backwards compatible um with within that because there's not many next gen only games coming out like the backwards compatibility is just kind of like whatever because you're not going to get a next gen console just to play old games right because like like, ideally you want to get a next gen console primarily because it has the specs to run the newest games so now it's like that backwards compa- compatibility thing is like a, obviously it's a great but, addition, but it's not obviously the thing that's going to push it over the edge. Like, this is why I'm getting it.
0: But the ability to run those old games better, I think, is the big selling point
2: here. Right.
1: right. No. Yeah. Absolutely. So like now it's just kind of it's, it's it's like weird. It's like one of those. It's that thing now where it's like that might be the thing that like splits the difference between the. Two. I know PlayStation have said like what like ninety nine percent. Or whatever their games are. Yeah, they've back with some five, five
0: or six games that are not going to work.
1: Yeah, so I mean, we both of them are doing that, but yeah, it's just it's just kind of weird right now that we only have a game on each console that is like next gen only. But I mean, still, even the games that are transitional are going to look better on the newest console. So I mean, there's a, a reason enough to get them.
0: Yeah, and that's to launch, where we but. start getting into the is it worth it question because. Yeah, there are very few next gen exclusive games, but there are next gen exclusive features. Mm-hmm. So for the PS5, you have like the DualSense uh, Haptic Feedback. You have, obviously, backwards compatibility. You have faster loading. And then the quieter console, which I think is going to be an underrated (laughs) feature. I think that's huge. because because the PlayStation 5 or PlayStation 4, I'm sorry. It's like an airplane
1: going to take off in your room. Yeah,
0: exactly. Like, I I had to play uh, God of War and uh, Last of Us and all these games with headphones because if I didn't, I could literally not hear what was going on because the fan was so loud on the PlayStation.
2: Oh yeah, the headphones were a game changer this summer yeah. with the uh, with uh, Final Fantasy seven remake and then the Last of Us Two. It's like I really got to hear the the games for exactly. the first
0: time. And that's why like we've seen some people, you know, obviously the PlayStation is in consoles or is in homes right now. Uh, some influencers and stuff have the console. They're testing it. They can only talk about specific stuff, but from everything we've. Scene. We don't have any reason to believe that this will be as loud as the PlayStation 4 was, which is thank God. Right. <laughs> like that's the reason the PlayStation 5 is huge, just to keep that cooling in check and the fan not getting too loud. Um, so yeah, that's that's obviously a, a benefit on that side. With the Series X, you obviously have still faster loading, still backwards compatibility. Along with that backwards compatibility, you have auto HDR, which I think is going to be the underrated feature of that console because. Just seeing like Fusion Frenzy or GTA and stuff being run on the Series X with HDR, it's just it looks so much better, and I'm super excited to jump into some of those old games that never got HDR. Um, just having it, you know, the system doing it, and then quick resume, that looks like an awesome feature in itself. Because I don't know about you guys, but I I play a lot of different games. At any one time, you know, I'll jump into um, a multiplayer game like Rogue Company or Mm -hmm. uh, Siege or something while I'm playing like the big watchdogs. And then I might, you know, jump into I'm in the mood to just fuck around in Red Dead or something. So like constantly jumping between like not constantly, but like uh, very frequently jumping between multiple different games and especially something like Red Dead that takes minutes to load would keep me from loading up that game right but like if it's in quick resume and i can get to it in eight seconds exactly where i was that's huge Huge yeah, point, yeah yeah, absolutely. exactly and i think that is definitely going to be a feature i use a lot what about mm-hmm. you guys
1: yeah i think I, i'm the same way where i like to play like kind of multiple games at the same time i i i don't burn out easily um but it's tough for me to kind of sit through like like five or six hours of just the same game um i just kind of become stagnant so i do kind of hop around like oh, I've, where it's like oh i've been like mentally engaged for like five six straight hours i need to kind of like decompress i'll like hop into rocket league or something because that's super mindless um so to be able to switch back and forth by that is a huge a huge selling point
0: chance what about you what's your like one feature of next gen that like you look for like that's the reason i want a console
3: um well, me perf- personally, it's all about the fluidity and the graphics of the games, like just getting better and better. Like, game's looking really—it's all like by the yeah. look, in my opinion. Like, like
0: for example, Valhalla is available on both, but if yeah. you have a next-gen console, it'll be sixty FPS at four K instead yeah. of thirty, which does make a difference. It
3: will I look think. very smooth; like it will look really good, and uh, like that to to me, that's important. Um, I know, like obviously, games don't need to be graphically amazing to be a good game, but it's nice to have, like, you know, games run very well on a console, you know, and, so, and it doesn't have to be a PC. It can be on console and it run like, that well. Right. Uh, to me, that's that's the selling point, I guess, for me. So, like, going back to what you said, like, I feel like it depends on what kind of game you're, you are. If you're hardcore and you, you know, that is enough for you, then do it. But if you're just casual, like, you don't need it at launch.
0: Brick, what about you? Well,
2: oh, I'm really excited for Xbox Series X, of course, because I'm really excited for my Xbox to look more like a box rather than a flat rectangle. Um, they've mostly all been flat rectangles. Um, so having it be more like a box is definitely on the positive side. But, you know, joking aside, honestly, right now I'm not really too inclined to jump to next gen right away. My TV isn't really top of the line. And i uh, most games are going to also be released for Xbox One for oh, quite a while, like Halo Infinite, uh, Cyberpunk, yeah, of course, Assassin's uh-huh. Creed. Yeah, it's something I'm definitely going to save up for and get eventually, but and probably likely beginning of the year. I did try to pre-order one, and you know, GameStop just kind of put me on the wait list. I remember I was working, I was throwing sugar into a beer, and just kept looking at my phone, there's more sugar in the beer, looked at my phone, yeah, it just didn't work out. So I am excited, but at the moment, like, I think I'm fine with my Xbox One. The one thing that kind of I'm not too happy about is, you know, I get a better trade-in value if I trade in earlier for a new console than later for a new console, probably, but it's 25 bucks. Yeah, I'll be fine.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm in the same mindset. It's not really a need right now. So obviously, especially if you, you know, the economy is not in great shape, you know, with COVID and everything, if you... Are in a situation where you can't afford the console, or it's not something that like is justifiable to you. Completely understand. Keep your current console. Mm. At least, like you'll be fine for at least another year before you know the games start becoming exclusive. Um, you know, hopefully, maybe if we get another uh, stimulus package or something, you could spend that on the console. But it's not something you need. Um, if you do have the extra cash, if you are an enthusiast and you want your games to look and run the best, I do think it is worth it. Um, for me, it's definitely a time saver versus money type thing. I think the amount of time it's going to save me over the course of like seven years where I'm not like waiting to load stuff on the old gen versus the new gen is is going to be worth the money I spend on it.
3: And I feel like it's not only just the console, like if you don't have the, you know, I'm not saying top of the line, but if you don't have like a, like a, a pretty good TV to like get the most out of like the visual capabilities of the console. Like why then bother? why, you know, why, until you get a new TV or you plan on getting one, then don't bother, you know, just save your money for a while. You know, don't get it at launch. So
0: I'm very, like I want the next thing. That's why I, I even upgraded my TV, which was three years old Um, because I wanted 4K60. So I got the, the 77 inch OLED, spent a lot of money on that. Fuck
2: it. Why not? And if this was like what? Fifteen years ago, when like the three hundred and sixty and the PS three came out, yeah, there were immediate awesome games that at launch for both mm-hmm. like those systems, uh, even like PlayStation two and like OG Xbox, like wow. But now we're in kind of a more, but we're a little bit more advanced, where our systems that we have now are pretty damn good, mm-hmm. yeah, and can play these games. It's just gonna be a little bit easier on the next gen systems. And I think
0: that is the trade off because when the Xbox one and the PS4 came out, it's like you had to say goodbye to your entire library, Mm -hmm. at least at launch for both consoles and you're starting fresh. That's why they're like, we need to have games ready for people to play to make these purchases like justifiable to people. Like they need something to play, Um, which completely makes sense. But now it's like you have literally thousands of games. If you missed this generation or if you, miss the opposite like if you had just a a PS4 and you didn't have an Xbox One you can get a Series X and now you have this huge library of games even with just Game Pass to play and like Mm -hmm. experience that you might not have gotten and same vice versa if you had an Xbox One but you didn't have a PS4 the PlayStation collection will give you a shit ton of games that are great Right. so um, I think that backwards compatibility kind of makes up for that lack of games but it's not it's something that takes away the need but it does add to the worth yeah, the, the consoles.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And for me, it's just kind of like I, I, like I knew I was going to get one eventually, like a next gen console. So getting it immediately didn't make a difference because like okay, I know I'm going to get one, so I might as well get it now. Yeah, uh, that was more of like an instant gratification thing though, rather than like being patient.
0: I think Chance, Zach, and I are all getting consoles at launch. Means Zach are getting both. Mm-hmm. uh Chance
2: is only getting the I'm series. I'm just X getting the Series
3: X for now. Maybe like a month or two later, I might get a PlayStation if it's available.
0: And yeah. then Rick is gonna be waiting for both, which completely understandable.
2: Yeah, probably like right after Christmas. Like not a lot of people know what to get me for Christmas, and it's gonna be really easy for me to be like, Alright, GameStop gift cards. Hopefully and you'll be able to up the money. money. Yep. <laughs> buy- and eventually, you know, hopefully be able to find one and then trade in my, you know, Xbox. Maybe I'll have a little bag extra left over so I can probably get a digital PS four or PS five as well. I have a weird feeling they're gonna be like, Oh well like sooner than Xbox, they're gonna be like, Oh yeah, this this game, only Playstation five. And they're going to try to milk you, because they're Sony. That's how they do it. That's why we love them. 99% of our PS4 games can play on PS5. It's like, okay, what about PS3 games? They're like, nah, fuck off. (laughs) Where Xbox is like, oh, 360 games? Bring them on. Original Xbox? Xbox? (laughs) Fuck yeah, we can do that. And that's why I'm more inclined to get the Series X than the Series S. Because you do have that disk drive. So you can Disc go, drive
0: and a bigger hard drive inside. Yeah, you
2: yeah. can go to like GameStop or one of the mom-and-pop video game stores that are dying and be like, okay, cool, here's 50 bucks, and walk away with like 40 games for the 360 that are amazing games that, you know, boom, you have now. Yeah, exactly.
0: So yeah, it's, it's going to be an interesting generation there. And I'm really glad I'm like now with the whole backwards compatibility and the focus on this, I totally expect the next gen of consoles after the Series X and the PS5 to come sooner. Um, I think it'll be like maybe five years instead of seven. And I think it'll still continue on the tradition of backwards compatibility. Uh, I think that's that's something you can't like turn your back on now because it's like so ingrained in our culture as gamers.
1: So. That's interesting. Do you think that five years seems like a reasonable amount of time, right, between generations?
0: Yeah. Or, or they, if it they might be... The same amount of time. They might just do a, another mid-gen refresh like they did this year. Mm-hmm. So you'll get the Series X X. More <laughs> like
2: the Wii than the Wii U. We're not going to count that as a generation because fuck the Wii U. <laughs> Zach.
0: Yeah, that's pretty much our, our thoughts on want versus need. It's, it's basically more just like as
1: of right now, it's not the games that are driving the necessity of the console it's, it's more features more, it's more features it's your quality life and whether you're casual or convenience. hardcore convenience it, exactly yeah like regardless i think like for me personally um outside of like the quick
0: resume i think faster loading times in general is a huge sell definitely i think uh like I'm gonna still keep my Xbox One X. It's gonna be in my room as I'm playing uh, Series X over here, and I, I'm definitely I'm interested in seeing the difference. Like I'll be playing Watch Dogs here, and then I'll go to my room and be like, "Holy fuck! How is it not loaded yet?" Or whatever. Right. So I think it's it's something like you probably don't pay too much attention to until you compare it to like the the step up. Right. So, yeah.
2: And sometimes I, I use those low times. Check personal, but yeah, I just check my phone. Cause sometimes I'll be like really into a game. And then I found out like, oh, yeah, I was supposed to pick up my wife from that appointment and a couple hours ago. Oh, my God. Oh my God. No. <laughs> no, she can drive. <laughs> it's 2020. Women can do that. But if it was like an eye appointment or something. <laughs> the guys were like, um,
0: yeah, I mean, like, I, I've had that happen a lot, especially just playing like Last of Us, which is a current gen game. Last of Us 2, uh, there, there'd be moments where I was like looking at my phone and then I'd look up and be like, oh shit, I, I had control of Ellie for like so long now, yeah. I was just on Twitter. <laughs> or like
1: Ghost of Tsushima, like, that game had ridiculously quick uh, loading times. Yeah. Like seconds. I didn't even have time to pull out my phone, it was already on the screen. Yeah, but I,
0: mean, I was still looking at Twitter because that game was... I know, because you didn't like Ghost of Tsushima. But- so, uh, yeah, that's pretty much our thoughts on that.
2: Some more subtitles.
0: All right, Subpar Subtitles is a game we like to end the podcast with, although we haven't done it in a while, as Zach pointed out. Um, Basically, we take the principle that game developers like naming their game with name of the franchise colon subtitle, like Doom Eternal or Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Uh, So what I've done is I've created a fake subtitle, and that's S-U-B hyphen T-I-T-L-E, and I've thrown it in with a bunch of real subtitles, and it's our panel's job to figure out which one the fake one is. Uh, you get, what are we, three points?
1: Uh, three for the correct one, yeah.
0: And they will get three points for getting the correct one. We've been keeping a tally of points all year. Zach, what are the points?
1: As of right now, it's myself in first with 24, uh, Rick close behind with 18, and then Chance uh, third with three.
0: Yep, and then uh, Rick is the winner of last year's... The reigning champ, as it were. So he's got the little ghost statue that he podcast with. Uh, that is what is at stake, people. So step it up, Chance. It's too late for me. <laughs> it's if you too, late, never
3: too late. If you get six pointers from now to the end of the year, you could coast. I am just saving up for next season. going to get that's my not, first fine. round draft pick next year.
0: So everyone ready? Yep. Fresh Supply. Rise of the Cartels. Minerva's Den. Bachelor's Curse bat bat like emphasize on bachelor's curse uh and then family disruption so i'll read those again for those of you listening at home fresh supply rise of the cartels minerva's den bachelor's curse and then uh family disruption so why don't we start with uh, zach Uh, i'm gonna go with e family disruption for zach Rick, what about you? A. Fresh supply for Rick. Chance? I'm going to go with the obvious wrong answer. And I'm going to do the bachelor's
3: curse or whatever. <laughs> I
1: like it. <laughs> <Bachelor's> <laughs> I'm just taking right? this year. Just you really want
0: that number one draft pick. <laughs> yeah. All right. And now for the twists. So you guys have the option to keep your answers and you will get three points if that is indeed correct. Or you could choose to lay it all on the line and say <laughs> that they, they were all real. Or that they were all fake. If you say all real or all fake, and that is indeed the case, you will get double the points for a total of six. So I ask you, Rick, what do you decide?
2: I choose A.
0: All right. Rick is staying. Zach? I'll also stay. Zach is staying. Chance? I guess I'll stay. Chance is staying as well. Everyone has their answers locked in. Are you guys ready? Yes, sir. Blood, Fresh Supply, real game. Narcos, Rise of the Cartels, real game. Minerva's Den was DLC for Bioshock. It was. <laughs> Romanceylvania, Bachelor's Curse, <laughs> real game. <laughs> and then Nine Witches, Family Disruption, real game. I saw uh, Bachelor's Curse, uh, I think on Twitter. Uh, somebody, like, it just came out. People were advertising it or whatever. And I'm like, that is totally uh, a <laughs> fucking subpar subtitles <subpar laughs> <subpar laughs> game. <laughs> Romancelvania Bachelor's Curse. I so think it's was a dating sim. Minerva's Den. Minerva's, Minerva's Den. Den. Which was C. So no one got points. So because it's DLC, it doesn't.
1: It's not a no. subtitle. It doesn't count
0: all right thanks for listening uh remember you can catch us every other monday possibly every monday uh on google podcasts apple podcasts stitcher or spotify you can also reach us with any questions comments concerns talk about how zach doesn't know anything about why you need a new console at the untitled gaming podcast at gmail.com don't forget to follow us at T U G P O D on Twitter and at T U G underscore P O D on Instagram. We also have a Discord channel that we just launched or Discord server. Discord
3: yeah. server, yeah. Yes, it's and called. Don't forget to check out the Twitch. Trust James.
0: Yeah, yeah our, our Twitch is at TugPod. Discord is also at TugPod. Tug Go to our Twitter that has all the links for everything in yes. that link tree. Uh, we also ask that you subscribe and leave us reviews. Five star reviews for us. One star reviews for every other podcast. That is the timer. Thanks,
3: Zach. You took all my fucking time. <laughs> you you really know, talked for you like twelve you know, minutes straight.
0: You know, technically, two of us are sharing this. That and we was could 10 have minutes. 10 minutes. That, that was, was 10 minutes. minutes.
3: Oh my yeah. god! It's a special to be fair, We got we got 10 minutes. You got 10 minutes. Oh my god! I didn't want to like interrupt him, so I'm like interrupt him, uh, from and now then he just keeps going. I'm like, oh my god. God, does it all? The never time. Yeah, Seriously.